Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 350. Oh my gosh, we did it. So amazing. Of Her, the podcast where you'll hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her friendship. We have such a special show coming up. And before we begin, know that this episode is made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once-a-day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. To learn more, hop on over to smartypantsvitamins.com. And here's your first reminder to please click on to iTunes after this episode to rate and review the show. This is going to be a very special one from my heart to yours. So I love hearing from you and looking at your feedback and holding it close to my heart. All right, it's time for her. Her. The podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about her. Every now and again, I do a special episode of my beloved Her podcast. Reaching 350 episodes makes me sit back here for a moment and just breathe through it and reflect and say, oh, wow. I mean, I have been so blessed and grateful for all of these episodes for the opportunity to do the thing I love so much, which is to teach, to educate, to share my crazy ass wit and my wisdom and to bring people on as guests who like to do exactly the same thing, to open up your eyes, to make you just stop for a moment, pause and say, huh, I didn't know that. And maybe, if I'm lucky that day, I hit a home run and I touch you in a way that is sustainable, that you're able to take that word of wisdom, that phrase, that lesson, and run with it, integrate it into your own life. So today is a very special day for a lot of reasons. I'm gonna talk about the power, the science of friendship and why. Why am I talking about that? I'm talking about that because on episode 290, 60 episodes ago, I did a very special episode with my best friend, Naomi Henderson. I've known her for 30 years. She and I have never even had an argument. We tried a few times, and all we did was just completely dissolve in laughter. We just couldn't make it happen. Have you ever been that lucky? I am so blessed by those 30 years. So that was 13 months ago when I did my 290th episode with Naomi. And it was rocking, you know, radical rules of resilience. And we talked about resilience. And it was so special. It was absolutely so special. I could hear her laugh. 
I can hear her words of wisdom. Once again, I'm furiously taking notes. Every time she opens her mouth, I end up doing this. It's just 30 years of wisdom, tons of laughter, amazing adventures. She was always by my side. So a week ago, uh, as I record this, a week ago was the winter solstice. It was December 21st, 2021. Naomi passed away from breakthrough COVID. Um, to say my heart was broken um, doesn't even begin to touch uh, the winter of my thoughts at that time. And it, this is why I was thinking to myself, you know, here's the deal. I was actually supposed to record this 350th episode with Naomi. Go figure, right? I was supposed to record it two days later when I normally record. I just couldn't. I needed time to regroup. I needed time to begin to make sense of all of this. And what I can tell you is with the help of people, my friends and family, they helped me understand that, you know, um, her friendship was priceless and that she'll always be with me. That every time I see a red cardinal in winter, that's Naomi staring at me saying, so don't stare at me, do something, get on out there, touch someone's life. When, I, when a soft breeze hits my face, that's Naomi saying, girlfriend, I'm not far away. And one of my dearest friends who's been on the podcast so often is uh, Dr. Norman uh, Rosenthal, who wrote a phenomenal book that was picked up by the New York Times. And that book was uh, Poetry Rx. And he took 50 poems, and I'm going to read one, that um, helped me immensely heal as I'm, it's a process. It's called Do Not Stand at My Grave and Weep by Mary Elizabeth Fry. Do not stand at my grave and weep. I am not there. I do not sleep. I'm in a thousand winds that blow. I'm the softly falling snow. I'm the gentle showers of rain. I'm the fields of ripening grain. I'm in the morning hush. I'm in the graceful rush of beautiful birds in circling flight. I'm the star shine of the night. I'm in the flowers that bloom. I'm in a quiet room. I'm in the birds that sing. I'm in each lovely thing. Do not stand at my grave and cry. I'm not there. I do not die. I hope everyone grabs that poem and puts it to use in their life because this is part of life. And um, I will love Naomi as my best friend for the rest of my life. She'll always, always, always be with me. One of the most magical things I did this weekend was uh, Naomi and I uh, did some martial art called the Taiji. Um, uh, together and since you know um, uh, the pandemic, uh, we've joined our classmates outdoors in a park, very very socially distanced, under the trees, you know, with the whisper of the winds, listening to the songs 
of the birds. This Christmas Eve, we went ahead and we did a very, very special Tai Chi practice in her honor. It was so amazing. We're all at an advanced level, so um, we just very quietly move through the poses, which include kicks, and, uh, and we never said a word, but you know, halfway through, we heard this knocking. And we all looked at each other a little bit for a moment as we were doing the poses, and then I just broke out in laughter. And I said, it's a woodpecker. That's Naomi knocking. And we all smiled the richest, most beautiful smile. These people were my friends. Naomi was my best friend. So today, I want to honor Naomi Henderson and her memory as my best friend. And I'm also giving a toss out to Vicki and Joanne, her beautiful sisters, and Mama Ann, Naomi's mother, is 99 years old and still rocking and rolling and amazing. Naomi was 77 when she passed away. All the sisters looked 20 years younger, filled with vim, vigor, and vitality. So when I mention ages, people just stare at me like, no, no way. So I want to just talk about friendship here. And um, it brings to mind a podcast I did a year ago with author Lydia Denworth, a science journalist who had written a book called Friendship. And she did this in February of uh, 2020. And I hopped on it in, in a heartbeat because it was just plain beautiful. And you know me, I'm a doctor, I'm a scientist, I'm a human being, and I love to kind of put them all together, blend them, and and help just, you know, reveal some new wisdom and knowledge about everything here. So, you know, we have social bonds, and that's what a friendship is. And, and this is huge for us. Does it affect us in a big way? It friendship literally improves your body's cardiovascular functioning. That's your heart functioning, how your immune system works, and how you sleep. Oh wow. So it's not just touching someone's life and having way fun with them and being there for them during tough times. It's actually improving your body's health benefits. And, you know, it's interesting, sitting in a coffee shop, which Naomi and I have done so many times, countless times, just chatting about what's going on in your life. You know, we, we always thought, I mean, obviously it's emotionally making you feel good, but actually it's doing so much more. There's a big study at Harvard of men. Hello, men. I mean, when are they gonna start including women? Yes, they have. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I had to hop on my soapbox for just a minute and then hop off. Okay, so in this Harvard study of men across their lives, from the age of 20 to 80, they found that the single best predictor of your health and happiness at 80, was not your wealth, it wasn't your professional success, 
It was your relationships at 50. Say what? Well, guess what? Naomi was my friend at my age of 50. And how cool is that? And then I started, you know, counting on my finger or all the other ones. And, and I was like, Phew. oh my goodness. But isn't that fascinating? Hey, it's never too late. Don't, don't be saying, oh my God, but I only had two friends. Relax. Just make a, make a load of friends and I'll be talking about that in a second. All right. But isn't that fascinating though? So, you know, what is, what makes up a good friendship? We know when we're looking at any time of year, whether it's the new year, whether it's, you know, today, tomorrow, who cares? The bottom line is you can start at any time. So friendship is about setting up your life so that you have people you can rely on when you need them. Are you making your, you know, self available for that? You don't just sit at home boxed in. You got to go out there and rock and roll and be willing to put yourself out. Hey, what's the worst that can happen? Someone says, I don't really want to be your friend. Well, rock and roll on you, you know, rock and roll on you and you just move it along. You know, you want to put yourself out there. So in other words, what I'm saying is it takes a little work, right? It takes um, the ability to be able to just get on out there and to make yourself available. So are there things you want to do where people exist? <laughs> I don't care if you're going to a museum or if a, a, a ball game or maybe um, a book club. I don't care. There's got to be something out there that just makes you rock and roll. There has to be. Remember, I have my Taiji friends. I also have my fitness friends. I have my triathlon friends. I've, you know, there's rings and rings of people in your life. I have my academic friends. On Twitter, I have tens of thousands of followers. They're my friends. I'm there for them. They're there for me. That's kind of cool. So you could take it at multiple levels, social media, you know, anything, right? But you got to put the work in to, to, to do that. You know, um, why is it that, you know, we become friends with one person and not another? Like, what's up with that? Well, there's really interesting chemistry to friendship. You know, have you ever just sort of met someone you're like, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, this is never going to work. Well, there you have it, right? So, you know, you're talking about a real interesting chemistry from the moment I met Naomi and so many of my dear, dear friends, there's been a chemistry. It's like, it's like slipping on that slipper that just says, yeah, all right. It, it just feels like a good fit. So it's almost like in romance, you're more drawn to people, you know, that are like that than others. And, you know, you're interested maybe in the same things, you spend time in the same place. Remember, you gotta get out there to find all these things. That's one reason why we're close to people. You know, it gives you like your first step in the, in the door. But um, there are other, you know, we, we really do, by science, tend to be better friends with people who are more like us. So having that shared world view, 
turns out to be super important. You, you tend to be more optimistic. I know Naomi and I were always optimistic. I'm like a, what I call a strategic um, optimist. You know, um, I'm someone who's, you know, not happy wappy, like it's all going to be perfect because it isn't. Instead, I kind of put some strategy behind it, but I do tend toward optimism. And so did Naomi. You know, Naomi had a, a company um, that celebrated its 40th anniversary this this year unbelievable and no matter what she slugged it out through the pandemic she slugged it out throughout anything she was self-sacrificing throughout um but she was an optimist and that's what drove her and i believe in that a strategic optimist and you know you want to you know look at people like this in in your social network you know, um, so it's interesting. Are you drawn to people who already see and process the world more similarly um, from the from the start? Or do you become more similar? Of course, the answer is probably both. And okay, so what about digital communication, social media that you have, you know, um, what, what, what impact is there on friendships with this? So with relationships, it usually is, well, net positive. One reason is just because people who are active on social media tend to have wider, bigger, more diverse social networks. Um, and, you know, let's look at the research. What's it showing? Is that we tend to use social media as just an extra way to communicate with, you know, people within a variety of networks, whether it's professional. I've got a huge following on um, med Twitter. Um, so a lot of medical people, a lot of people in the healthcare sciences, people in lifestyle, um, medicine, psychologists, others. I love that. And I love to hear their opinions and wisdom as I go about doing my thing. Um, and really, um, it's a nice way to kind of keep in touch. I do less of the personal stuff, much more of the kind of semi-personal, semi-professional. You know, I love to just dish it out there and um, communicate great science and maybe give practical applications. And always, 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 you'll see my two German shepherds, 5-0 and Max. 5-0 stands for cop, like Hawaii 5-0. And they're both just amazing. They're pure black. And they're with me everywhere. They're with me right now at my feet, like little Velcro pedigree that they are um, as I go about my uh, daily activities. And people love to stay in touch with, with my wonderful, beloved German Shepherds and my life. You know, it's kind of cool stuff. So that doesn't mean if you only operate on online, you'll get all those benefits. You don't. You need face-to-face Come on now. Now, if you're afraid because of COVID and pandemics and whatever, do what I do, right? Meet up outside. Walk. I cannot tell you how many people have been with me as I walk my beloved canines. Um, I'll invite them, come on up and meet me at XYZ Park. You know, after I finish my Tai Chi in the park, you know, I do a really long walk through this magnificent park and so many people come along with me for the hike. You know, it's a three to four miler 
and it is impossibly beautiful. So why not? Meet up outdoors. It's good for your health, mentally and physically. And guess what? You know, when you do a walk and talk, people have an interesting habit of doing a big reveal. They'll open up and and they'll say things that they normally don't say when you're just sort of sitting there in a loud coffee shop. All of a sudden the fresh air hits you and and you just you've got the 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 endorphins flowing and then you just open up and it's so natural it feels so good and there's there's a bonding there that takes place and so you know please do that now a lot of people also say hey how long does it take to to make a friend you know is this something that you know, you do instantaneously. Well, it's it's kind of variable, but again, I pivot to the science. So there's a um, professor, Jeff Hall, at Kansas University, who looked at college students new to college, and he followed them over time just to answer this question. He also looked at adults who just moved for a job. He found, now get this, that it takes about 55 hours to go from considering someone as just an acquaintance to a friend. And then as many as 200 hours to consider somebody a best friend. So you still need to do extra things. You, you also need that affinity for someone or that chemistry or that shared worldview. It's not just about like logging in the time. You know, we, we have to have all of it. It's, it's putting in the time, learning more about that person, uncovering the layers and layers of, right? And sometimes we don't appreciate how much time we have to put in. So how about that? It takes 50 hours to go from just an acquaintance to a friend and 200 hours to consider somebody a best friend. Ha, huh. I, th I think back now on, on so many extraordinary memories. For years, I did things called the Peak Week Retreats. And I'm gonna be doing something like that um, in the future again. Um, I just did them for so many years and I needed a bit of a break and I had a lot of other stuff going on. And of course, with the pandemic, just when I said the magic words, hey, I'd like to resurrect these again, boom, we have a pandemic. But hopefully 2022 will be the inflection point, um, I'm praying and hoping, and we'll be able to go um, and transition from pandemic to endemic and then we can go back to so many of our travels again. But I did these things called the Peak Week Retreats. The Red Mountain Spa in St. George, Utah was one of my favorite haunts. Um, magnificent, because I'm a hiker and I oftentimes bring um, a ton of women um, with me um, to be able to hike Zion and Bryce. I did the Grand Canyon twice, rim to rim, staying overnight and it was so amazing, the friendships that were sown then.
the as I watched women talk to one another and open up, um, just absolutely blew my mind to watch um, friendships begin to seed. Um, you know, when I was staying at Phantom Ranch um, at the base of the canyon, I was so blessed. I did this um, incredible 26.2 mile trek in two days and staying overnight um, as, as an incredible priceless gift because nowadays it's almost impossible to really get permission to go on that long hike and to stay at Phantom Ranch. The first time I did this, it was breathtaking. The second time I actually brought with me um, the sitting Surgeon General, uh, Dr. Regina Benjamin, who had been a another friend of over 30 years. So we've gone through so much together um, as the first women to do whatever. And of course, Regina being black, um, she bested me by being the first black woman to you know, be on the AMA board and uh, the American Medical Association board, and I was on their councils. Um, amazing. And I remember how we further cemented our relationship um, with, the, with that incredible historic trek. First time in history, a sitting Surgeon General trekked to the base of the uh, Grand Canyon. And only I can get her down there. She loved it. We had way fun. So we logged more than 50 hours and we logged more than 200 hours. Good heavens. But it's a great way to cement. So find retreats, you know, get on out there and, and do things with people. Um, and you'll be doing more than listening to people talk. You'll be listening to yourself talk. Oh my, I went down memory lane, didn't I? So does it matter what you're doing, you know, during um, the time you spend together when you're trying to really explore a friendship? Well, actually it does. If you're engaging in what's called, well, you know, kind of self-disclosure, um, sort of intense conversations about what's really going on in your life and how you feel about it, that actually brings you closer. Talking about the weather alone does not. So you have to have an open heart. You have to have the willingness, you know, uh, to be able to do something like that. Now, this doesn't mean it's like some big serious, you know, talk fest. I mean, you could obviously be catching up, joking around and laughing and, and uh, remembering things and whatever. Um, and it's great because, you know, here's something else that you gotta practice if you're gonna be a good friend. It's called reflective listening. Ask them, you know, what's going on in your life? How you doing? You know, it's a great way to signal that you care, that you value them enough to spend time listening, you know, and, and beware people who, who say, oh my God, I'm like so busy and whatever. I'm gonna have to wait until, you know, I've got a little break and then I'll kind of wedge you in there. Run, just run. That's not someone who is making priceless special time. That's someone who's just wedging you in there at their convenience. Not working for me, okay? And, and don't make it always some heavy emotional conversation. I mean, again, just, you know, things just sort of come out 
What I found when I was talking to Naomi and Regina and so many other extraordinary people in my life is that it was interwoven. I'd laugh a little bit and we'd digress for a little bit and do a little sidebar on something and laugh our heads off and then come back again. And, and sometimes we just stop and go, oh, God, smell that air. Is that just ridiculous? Naomi had a magnificent um, deck off her home and it was filled with flowers. You know, I felt like I was in a just a flowering jungle half the time. She just loved, loved her flowers. And, you know, sometimes we just stop and sit back and absorb the sun, not say a word. Have you ever had a friend where you could just sit there and literally not say a word? And we just kind of know what each other are thinking. That's, that's, that's priceless. You know, how many times does that occur in your lifetime? Wherever you are in your life right now, just reflect on that. However old you are, reflect on that. Because I want you to really appreciate how special that is in your life and how priceless a gift that is. Are you mindful of that? Are you in the present right now? Are you really wrapping your head around how blessed and grateful you should feel? You know, that phrase was something Naomi taught me. Blessed and grateful, I say it all the time. I wake up in the morning and after, of course, saying, oh my, I'm still here. I'm here to just, you know, annoy people and educate them and have fun. Oh my goodness. After I say that, I say, oh my gosh, I am so blessed and grateful. And then I say my gratitudes. And I am so terribly grateful. And then you know what I do? I go and I do my meditation. I'm one of those people who put together, cobbled together a meditation that's made up of everything from transcendental meditation to mindfulness to actually, you know, I throw in a Hail Mary there too. Yep, I'm a Catholic in recovery. Um, and I just make it all work. Sort of like what I do in the kitchen with my world famous kitchen sink smoothie. Just throw it all in there, blend it up, tastes great. And that's what I do. It's what I've done with so much in my life. This way I make what I do my way unique but at the end of the day throughout the day at the beginning of the day i always say how blessed and grateful i truly am so what do i want you to take away from all of this is that friendship has to be a priority in your life reach out, connect, be there, be of service, be an extraordinary listener. Because sometimes in friendship, all someone needs is someone to honor them by listening. Are you a good listener? Then become a better one if you're not. If you are, keep it rocking in a big way. And 
I, I hope you'll see that friendship is life-saving, is vital, is vital in your life. It's absolutely vital. And as I sit here now with Naomi's passing, you know, <sighs> this was a rough one. And I'm glad I was given a little extra time to, to be able to do this podcast because it's taught me so much. I am permanently and profoundly changed with the passing of my dear, dear friend, Naomi. Call up your best friend right now. Tell them how important they are. Call up the friends in your life and commit to telling them how terribly important they are. And open your heart to more people. Sometimes it just starts with a simple smile. You never, ever, ever know where that's going to go. So reflecting back on that podcast I did with Naomi about resilience and ending this extraordinary Dr. Peak Speaks special podcast, I'd like to end with a poem I've used most of my life to remind me of resilience. Heaven knows we need this in our life no matter what is going on with all of the challenges of life. I've used this metaphor so often. The name of the poem is called The Oak Tree. A mighty wind blew night and day. It stole the oak tree's leaves away, then snapped its boughs and pulled its bark until the oak was tired and stark. But still the oak tree held its ground while other trees fell all around. The weary wind gave up and spoke, How can you still be standing, oak? The oak tree said, I know that you can break each branch of mine in two, carry each leaf away, shake my limbs and make me sway. But I have roots stretched in the earth, growing stronger since my birth. You'll never touch them, for you see, they are the deepest part of me. Until today, I wasn't sure of just how much I could endure. But now I found, with thanks to you, I'm stronger than I ever knew. That's the end of this very special podcast. Just hugs and love to every single one of my Her Podcast listeners. Please take good care of yourselves and appreciate all of your friends and your loved ones today. Would you take a moment now 
to hit iTunes and rate and review this very special episode, our 350th of my wonderful Her podcast. I'm Dr. Pam Peek. I'm host of the Her podcast. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peek MD and Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek. And remember to catch every single episode of the Her podcast on iTunes or Radio MD. Thanks for listening today. Stay safe and stay well.